0: Happening now. We want to welcome our viewers from across the United States and around the world. This is the EdTech Situation Room. Good morning, good day, good evening. This is EdTech Situation Room episode number 159 on December 18th, 2019. My name is Jason Neifer, and I am the Assistant Director and Curriculum Director of the Montana Digital Academy, the state virtual school located on the University of Montana campus in fabulous Missoula, Montana. And joining me this episode as always, good evening, Dr. Fryer, how are you tonight?
1: Good evening, Jason. I am wonderful. I am ready to survive and uh, enjoy two more days of school, and then the holidays begin, so... Pretty excited about, about that. What does the Digital Academy have in store since you're not going to be heading to Spain for? Two yeah. Early weeks.
0: Yeah. To be clear, I would right now be in Seville, Spain. So, I'm sorry, Sevilla, Spain. Um, and I am sad that I am sitting in Missoula. Not sad to be with you this evening, sir, but sad to be in Missoula, um, as opposed to in the middle of the night, uh, joining in from Spain. But, um, we, I do have work during the two weeks of break. Uh, we don't have, a, a our teachers are off, but, uh, I am, you know, in the salt mines every day, if you will, but, uh, we'll be relaxing a little bit and, uh, working on some longer-term Term projects that are on the fun side, as opposed to the day to uh, day, day to uh, day operations of the state virtual school. And of course, you probably do you have the full two weeks off.
1: Indeed, I do. So, looking Excellent. forward to that. And we, yeah, are probably gonna we're having our family uh, come down here. And uh, looking forward, I don't know. Somebody told me today it's supposed to be sixty degrees on Christmas Day. So, yeah, wow. I. Not as excited about that. I don't know. You know, you just enjoy whatever whatever you get. So we had a nice little blast of cold weather, had a little light ice that would form on the lake, and then by about 2 or 3 o'clock be gone. That's happened the last two days. So you never know what you're going to get. But honestly, we haven't had a really good blast of cold and especially snow for sledding or anything like that. But we'll enjoy what we have, and I'm very, very thankful to be able to, you know, get the the time off. So this is one of the things that we savor about being educators, and it's a very important quality of life thing. So yay, yay Christmas break.
0: Well, um, this is not Christmas break. It is the Addict Situation Room, but this is a special episode of the Addict Situation Room, and once a year, Wes and I talk a little bit about what we think uh, would make good stocking stuffers or other gifts for friends and family that kind of has a tech-savvy twist to it. Um, but I will start, I guess I would start with the comment that one of the things that I would like everyone to know you your shop, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess if you're listening to our podcast, you probably are a little tech-savvy already uh, and probably don't need uh, a lot of advice in this arena because you've got something going for you technologically. But I would tell you if you stumbled upon this and you want some advice from a couple of geeks on gifts, One thing I would tell you is that uh, if you know someone that is uh, uh, deserving of a big ticket item from you, and I'm talking about television, um, tablet, phone, laptop, I would strongly suggest, I know this gets rid of the delight of the element of surprise, I get that component, but I would work with them to make sure that you're getting the item that they're looking for. And especially if your friend or relative is tech savvy themselves, they probably have pretty strong preferences in what they're ultimately looking for. And so I think it's completely appropriate and, you know, uh, if, 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 if someone on your list, if you want to invest in something major for them, smartphone, anything along those lines, I'd say it's it's a good idea to have them send you an Amazon link or a best buy link or an apple.com link or a Microsoft store.com link. And you're just going about that route. The other option, too, is that I've had a couple of friends do this earlier in my life when you're in that uh, 20-something stage and and a big computer is a little bit beyond your um, affordability range. You know, buying someone or having families all pitch in with $25, $50, $100 Apple gift cards, for example, that adds up to a MacBook Air or an iPad or a a high-end iPhone, that's also a perfectly appropriate gift and a really, really great, thoughtful thing where someone can go pick out the tech that they prefer. Tech is one of those things that, you know, the people that love it oftentimes have strong preferences about that. And as someone, a friend of mine told me a couple of months ago uh, at a, a meeting I was at in Michigan, she said, you know you have awfully strange things that you're a snob about. And it's like, well, it's true, right? I think the more, um, uh, how do I put this? The more uh, 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 in-depth in a product that you are, or if you're an Apple person and you've got tightly integrated Apple products, you probably want something pretty specific. Mm-hmm. I would also tell you one other piece of advice is that a lot of the things that we're going to recommend tonight, we're going to recommend brand names with. And one of the reasons why is that there's a lot of stuff out there that is cheap. Uh, 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 I'm looking for a word here. The checkout counter uh, stands, right? The impulse buy stands that you get at Walmart, Target, uh, Home Depot, uh, even a lot of technology stores. You know, the stuff that's not name brand in certain areas is probably not a super great gift. And as an example of this, I'm going to recommend several cables tonight or cable manufacturers tonight. Uh, uh, good quality phone and tablet cables are, I think, a great gift, right? But you want to buy the good stuff, right? Because literally a bad cable can blow up your tablet or phone, literally blow it up. So, you know, be mindful of that as you're choosing gifts. So, Wes, I thought maybe we'd just go back and forth tonight and each recommend an interesting gift uh, for our uh, our audience to hear a little bit about. One quick note, links to all of this stuff, including direct Amazon links, link to articles with with additional suggestions, will appear at our website, edtechsr.com, where you can see all of our show notes. But in particular, this would be a good set of guides to get to for tonight. So, Wes, kick us off.
1: I will. And I'll also say that um, I'll try tonight to drop our links into our our chat. If you'd like to make any suggestions for, you know, gift ideas. This is really... And then we are serving tonight as a filter for all of the – I mean – Obviously, we don't know about all of them, but for a lot of tech, you know, gadgets that are out there, and and your filters too. So this is one of great one of the great reasons to have a professional learning community and reach out to folks and and getting you know it's just like you get recommendations for anything, you know, whenever we go to a restaurant, we always ask the server, hey, what is your favorite? Because guess what, they they know everything that's on the menu in that case, and they can usually make a good recommendation. So if you do though, want to peek at <clears throat> our list before we we post the actual episode um, edtechsr.com slash links. So I'm going to start with Internet of Things, and I've actually I didn't didn't share talk about this directly, but several weeks in, I can report to you that I am exceptionally pleased with the August Generation 3 uh, Smart Lock Plus Connect. So I've got a link to that that I will drop here into the show uh, that's direct from their website, and then I'll go ahead and put the link in for Amazon. So Black Friday, this thing was $150. It is, I think, $188 right now on Amazon, and Amazon says that the – Sticker price, you know, normally for this is going to run you uh, about hundred almost $100 more, so like you know, two, two, 280 dollars. So, uh, I did a, did a, a bit of research about smart locks, and and I'm very cautious, and we all should be very cautious about the kinds of Internet of Things devices that we put in our homes, right? Because it is different, I, I believe, to have a smart speaker, you know, in your kitchen, your bathroom, bedroom, whatever. And then also look at something that can actually unlock your house. And it could, you know, these things can all be hacked, right? Every piece of technology can potentially be hacked. So Tom's Guide, which is a very reputable, you know, review source, um, had rated this one really highly. Um, The nice thing about this lock is it works on a standard deadbolt and it just goes on the inside to replace what's called your thumb turn. So for somebody who's looking at the outside of your house, there's no indication at all that you've got any kind of smart lock installed because there's not a keypad to type in. And you uh, have two parts. You've got basically it takes about 10 minutes to install. You take the... Uh, thumb turn, um, out of, of the, of the door. And you put the, the new part in that, that sits, you know, looks like a big cylinder, actually. And it's got two AA batteries on the back. And then close to it, you have a little Wi-Fi kind of base station that's going to connect to your home Wi-Fi setup. And so uh, this is nice because your existing keys work. You don't have to go rekey anything. And again, as I said, nobody coming up to your door has any idea that you have a smart lock of any kind. They see your regular deadbolt. Um, you don't have to, by the way, open it with the, the technology. You can simply turn the cylinder and do an analog, you know, lock and unlock. But uh, this thing is compatible with Apple HomeKit. It's compatible with uh, the Amazon system. Uh, we happen to be a Google family. And so... Um, this is, I think we're going to start to see more and more of this, uh, at, at Airbnbs and, you know, vacation by owner because, and then, you know, here we have the holidays coming up. So family comes in. All I have to do is send them a link to the, uh, the August app, which is a cross platform. Work on your Android, work on your iPhone. And then I can have guest mode. And, you know, this is my family, so I'm not going to be super concerned. But if, if, if you would want to, you can date limit, you know, so like if it was an Airbnb or something, Hey, from, you know, three o'clock on this day till whatever checkout time, you know, you you give people the access. So um, fully compatible with the Apple Watch. So it's pretty cool on my little customizations or what are they called? Uh, complications. I forget what it's called. But, you know, on your different faces, you decide what you want to go to, you know, just one tap, lock, unlock. Um, you get a notification whenever your door is unlocked or locked. And there's a little thing on the side that uh, tells you if the door has been closed, if it's ajar, You know, something like that. So anyway, been very cautious about that kind of thing. And I want to encourage people, as we've talked about before on the show, make sure you go with a reputable company that is going to update their firmware. Uh, Compatibility, I think, with Apple HomeKit is a pretty good sort of stamp of approval because Apple is a more rigorous gatekeeper for you know security and things like that that make it into the store. So the smart lock by August, uh, definitely. If you you know can wait till a Black Friday or some kind of special, it's always a good time to look for tech like that. But that is pick number one. How about you, Doctor Knifer? What do you, what does Santa in Missoula at the Knifer Home recommend?
0: Well, let's, let me also give a smart home, uh, recommendation as well. And I would echo what, what Wes said before. You don't really want to give cheap smart home gifts because that's just something that, you know, the firmware issue that Wes mentioned. And the other piece too is that, uh, there's been a lot of, of, of interesting articles, um, particularly in the Android world about kind of funky apps that sometimes the cheaper smart home devices utilize. And there are a couple of generic apps that work with a lot of manufacturers. And a lot of these apps are not updated very regularly, which means they could be security risks on your phone itself, or they just don't work very well. And if you you really want to go something that's well-rated, that you trust, looking at at some of the review sites, the Tom Hardware site is excellent. I like the Wirecutter, which is a New York Times property for looking at uh, uh, reviews for things, and they very rigorously test things. But I would make two smart plug uh, recommendations, and I like smart plugs as gifts because they really have almost no creep factors to it, right? Right. Smart cameras in your home, smart light bulbs sometimes people are a little iffy about. But a smart plug is really going to just turn on and off. And I have several of them in my home now and really enjoy them as potential... Uh, i got a cat attacking me from behind. Uh, uh, several uh, uh, in my home that, that turn on, th- turn things on and off uh, in a pretty clever way. And they, they hook up to both Alexa and Google Home. So the first recommendation I would make... Ah, cat... We've oh, um, had our
1: first online on air cat attack yeah, ladies and yeah, gentlemen, right now on a mauling. That's right. On yeah. the, at, on the hold, pick show.
0: Hold on yeah. one sec.
1: <laughs> I, we, for the record, we <clears throat> have a new puppy in our home who also likes to bite. And he also likes to make his voice. Uh, you know, he, he uses his voice when <clears throat> we are locking him up in his kennel. So anyway, that was one of the things I said tonight was, all right, you've got to take care of the dog because we don't want, a howling dog. Did he? Did did they draw? Did he draw blood?
0: Uh, maybe. But uh, Alison came and grabbed uh, Lily the Don't. cat. So. Back to smart plugs, the two I recommend, and, and I've used both of these. And I've used many others, actually. Uh, when they're cheaper on sale, I've played around with them a little bit because I like to play around with tech. But the Wemo smart plug, it's not the Svelta's device. Uh, the, the version 2, which is their lighter plug, is a little better than the version 1, but it's a really excellent product and works extremely well. And the iClever Outdoor smart plug, which is a hearty outdoorsy style plug, also excellent reviews and, and recommended on a number of sites. But even if they're just experimenting in smart home stuff. They don't have to have an Alexa or Google Home to use it. Your app will do a lot of the functionality. I like them for turning off, for example, my entertainment center after a couple hours to save power. I also utilize it to turn lights on and off uh, outside, lamps in my home uh, that are plugged in and are otherwise hard to access the power switch to. Really great way to uh, add some fun- smart functionality to that, and most of the tests I've done on the usage power usage of, of those is that even when they're turned off, they don't really draw that much power, and so it could also be a real power savings for your house's House, and again, links to both of those to Amazon.com um, are on our website notes at TechSR.com.
1: And I'm dropping these into the link. So if you happen to be watching the replay on YouTube, you should be able to see the live links and I'm dropping, dropping these in. So we're continuing to use StreamYard as our platform for simultaneously uh, webcasting both to Facebook Live as well as YouTube Live. Shout out to Peggy George. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, Peggy. Glad that you could join us. I'm going to stick with the smart home theme for one more thing. And this is going to be not for a smart plug, but for a smart switch. So um, <laughs> I actually don't have our Christmas lights up yet. And I don't know. Now we're getting so close. It's like, <laughs> is it going to be worth it? Um, I, I was on a debate trip. Jason will be excited to hear. I was a, an adult sponsor. And I got to, anyway, go to Austin that first weekend. That was, you know, that was the perfect weekend to put up the lights. But anyway, I did get in advance a, uh, it's called it's an Ava by Avatar Controls. This is a smart switch, Wi-Fi light switch, and uh, this is just fifteen fifty. This is a model which just plugs in for a single light switch, and I'll drop the link in here into our chat as well. And so, anyway, for the last couple of years I've basically had um two outdoor light switches control our lights. And we haven't moved made the move by the way to LED lights, which it's incredible how many lights you can get on a single string with LED and the power draw and, and anyway I've done a bunch of research on that. So this is sweet though because uh we have a couple lights in our driveway by our by um our garage door and so this uh light switch, you know, turns them on and off. And now I am able to have a schedule. And so, you know, if I wanted to be fancy, I could actually do a if this, then that, I guess, with the exact sunset, but I just like set it for 530. And so like, you know, it, I've got, I've got it on a regular schedule. So, uh, in addition for holiday things and lights, I mean, it's just, you know, cool to be able to set that kind of stuff up on an automated basis where, you know, they're going to come on, they're going to be able to go off. Um, and then I'm, you know, thinking about other switches. So there's a, there's a different plug that we put on our Christmas tree. Uh, and I think the ones you've recommended sound great. Again, it's nice to pick things that work with the, you know, assistant of your choice, whether that's the Amazon flavor or the Google flavor. And so like right now, I mean, I could, I could say, I won't, I I won't say it, but I could say, Hey, G turn off the Christmas tree and boom, you know, it turns off. And we're not doing that actually with locks and stuff like that. Cause that's interesting. Not that this is going to happen, but somebody, you know, yelling into your house to yeah. talk to your smart speaker. In fact, the way that works with the, the lock we have, you have to have a pin number, kind of like an ATM. So you can't just you know say unlock the front door you would have to have the number that you give. But anyway, it's kind of cool to um have voice control for that and then, you know, also set up a schedule and I think that's probably something we'll do for a couple other things. And this is the this is the house of the future, folks, right? Being able to have some automation and deciding, you know, what it is you want to automate and just have happen. Um, So in addition to having those smart sockets, uh, you know, this was I've I've replaced light sockets before, but, uh, you know, the stakes of playing with 120 volt electricity is a little bit different. And. Anyway, you, uh, you may, you know, get somebody to do that if you haven't messed with it before. It really wasn't too bad, uh, in terms of instructions. You know, hey, I stay at Holiday and Expresses every once in a while <laughs> and I watch YouTube videos. So.
0: Right. Yeah. Got and that, I got, got that soccer YouTube videos out. on that right. in there. It's, it's more accessible than it looks.
1: Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. So. Yeah. Anyway, that probably concludes my, my smart home recommendations, but I, I think those are great. Um, but to Jason's point, you, you don't want to really skimp on this and you want to think real carefully about, you know, the security side. We talk about security a lot on the show. It's really important. You know, there are, are uh, you know, the, the, the hackers are getting higher tech. all or The criminals are getting higher tech. Am I saying that right? They're, they're just more tech savvy than ever before. And so it, it behooves us to make sure we are thinking through these choices and these decisions. And to the degree that we can, we're making sure that we're, we're being smart when it comes to securing our home and, and that kind of thing.
0: What do you have next? Well, I, I think this would be an amazing gift for just about anyone. They have to have a smartphone to use it, but I am absolutely in love with tiles. And for, I believe we've mentioned them in the past here, and I've made them as a recommendation. I might have recommended this on pre- previous gift shows, but tiles are, they come in, in, in three or four different sizes. The most simple one is a one-by-one-inch square that's about, I don't know, maybe two millimeters thick. And it has a battery inside of it and it's got a hole in it so you can hang it on your keyring. And what tile does is that it, 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 it checks its location. Um, pretty constantly so if you leave something somewhere or you leave something um, behind or you lose something it's going to tell you generally speaking where the last thing that item uh, was located based on your phone but it goes one step farther than that it's also something as it turns out that um, other tile users are able to access the uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry when your phone sniffs out other tiles that are not yours it reports the number back to tile central and anonymous can tell other people where where their items are located at. So, as two examples, I can give of this the power of this. Um, uh, last year, I was on a long car trip uh, for my day job. I was visiting a couple cities in in um, South. Western Montana and I was at a coffee shop in Dillon, Montana uh, during a, a lunch downtime checking the email and getting things cut up at the home shop and as it turns out I left my insulin kit there. I'm a diabetic. I need insulin to survive and uh, I it was gone and I just didn't know where it was at and three hours out of town I discovered it wasn't there and I had no idea where I'd left it. I, I hadn't taken insulin for a couple of hours at that point so it could have been in, in three or four different places. Load up my Tile app. There, I have a t- inside my insulin kit, was able to locate the location of that information. And it was so great uh, to be able to do that. Second example of this um, that involved other folks was that I did not know uh, if I had taken my keys with me when I had flown out of town or if I'd let them in my car, I usually, I'm pretty precious, I shouldn't say that out loud, my keys are in my car when I leave town, um, uh, in a hidden location and I just didn't know, right? With a
1: Doberman, so, with a Doberman that's always right there. Right. I mean, I think you have like 10 dogs basically roam freely. Yeah. 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 It's it's really hazardous guys. Uh,
0: you know, that sort of thing, but, um, or if I had just lost them on my journey. And so sure enough, I fired up the title app and actually it, it reported to me, not that, that the last place where I had seen them, but that other tile users had spotted them. Um, and not mine specifically, but just a random Bluetooth signal up in the air, right? And then reported to tile's database, and I was able to access that information. And I, I just really like it. Uh, uh, they're, they're about $15 to get the ones, the little replaceable batteries in them. They're pretty hardy. I've ended one die on me yet. And I carry one in my wallet, my backpack, my laptop bag. Um, my insulin kit, obviously my luggage and shout out to Peggy George in the audience. It also has a great example. You can also put them on your pets too. If they run away or uh, hide and you want to make sure they're not in the County over. And my last dog, who was a Houdini, uh, of escape artist, uh, who literally at one point had run to the next County, uh, in, and we used to live in Helena, Montana, uh, uh, literally ran to the next county, um, uh, that would have been a useful uh, tip. So great tip, Peggy, on how to use tiles. Uh, great kits available. I have an Amazon link to uh, the wonderful kits on Amazon that involve the slim credit card ones, the one I put into my wallet, and then also the sticky ones. And there's also ones you can hang off key rings.
1: Awesome. I'm actually going through my, my Amazon orders you know, to recommend here, you know, these are, these are things we've done. So did a, a bit of an expensive one first to start with, with that, uh, smart lock. Let's, let's do a a cheap one. So if you have anybody, in fact, I'll do two, I'll do one for AirPods and one for, for uh, Apple watch goes, the Apple watch is not cheap, but the watch bands, you know, are not, you don't have to go to Apple and spend, um, you know, uh a bunch in order to get one. So <clears throat> my recommendation is the Apple watch XR sport band coming in at $6 and 75 cents. I'll drop the link to that into our stream yard. And uh, this is great. Um, I actually got somebody at school cause I, you know, just, I just had the regular black one. This one is blue. And one day I happened to wear a blue shirt. They're like, Oh, look at that. Your watch band matches your, you know, shirt. I'm like, No, it's, it's just a coincidence. Well, I mean, it did, but anyway, uh, yeah, I'm sure you can get really into that, but that's kind of cool. Um, and I did learn, you know, doing research. It's all basically all the watch bands, I think, you know, fit all bands. So in terms of the two sizes, there's the two sizes of, of Apple watch. And anyway, just make sure you know which millimeter you have. That person that you're, you're going to be ordering from. Uh, and since this is kind of a cheap one, I'll, uh, I'll do, I'll do a second here real quick. It's related. So the Apple people in your life, uh, this is for an AirPods case. And so again, AirPods, not a cheap gift, uh, not something that you might just, you know, reach out there and, and get for anybody, but <clears throat> the case, which, um, uh, in this case, yeah, this, this will, I guess there are some cases that will do wireless charging. So this one, you know, wouldn't be as as fantastic as those that do wireless charging, but it comes in about you know twenty five different colors, and it's you know less than eight dollars. This is seven seven dollars and sixty cents. So, our sixteen year old thought the yellow one was just the right look that she was needing. So, anyway, these are that th- this would qualify for stocking stuffers, right? Less than ten dollars. You know, if you got got somebody in your life with an Apple Watch, or they've already invested, or someone else for them invested in AirPods. Yeah, Santa could bring something like that.
0: Okay, well, let me give, oh well, let me give one quick shout out. I will say I'm not an Apple guy. I've not used AirPods, but I will tell you that every single person I know that has purchased them is still using them. And I cannot say that about any peripheral that I've ever seen before. It's true about uh, uh it's true about really Apple AirPods and maybe to a slightly lesser extent the Apple Watch itself, but I, apparently the technology is pretty amazing.
1: Well, and I'll I can give a little testimony because on that Austin debate trip that I went on, <clears throat> I'd act. The, these are my my Target special, you know, hundred dollar uh, headphones, which by the way survived the wash and are are doing great. So there you go, Target. Yeah, there's there's a gift idea. You know, this is a little braided cord and ten bucks, doing fantastic. <clears throat> anyway, I would left my headphones in my backpack in the, in the back of the car. We're in you know hopping in the car to Austin, driving hours. So my daughter. Rachel loans me her AirPods, whoa, and I had a chance to use those for the first time. Paired immediately, no problem, wow, it was super cool. <clears throat> One of the things that happens when we're in car trips now, uh, you know, I don't have a headphone jack. I, I switched with her, so I gave her the iPhone 11 Pro, I have her iPhone 7. There is not a headphone jack here, so you have to use the lightning port. Put in a, a lovely adapter, which I have in my you know, bag of tricks. Do you have a bag of tricks? I bet you do. <clears throat> and then you have to plug in your headphones there. And so you can't charge it. And you also can't be plugged into the car because if you want to use um, the CarPlay feature, which is really cool, we have an aftermarket you know stereo. Uh, it doesn't work via USB. You have to be plugged in. Enter AirPods. I have a car of, you know, five teenage uh, girls that are all going down to this debate trip. They don't want to listen to my music or my podcast. AirPods work beautifully. So I used my, you know, plug into the car. Uh, Apple Maps works great. And then the AirPods, you know, were fantastic. And I got to listen uh, for about half the trip on them. So anyway, I'm not an AirPods user, but I'm now, I'm not an owner. But I've been a user and I can share that testimony. They are pretty amazing tech. And of course, what's super tempting is the, the new most expensive version, which has the noise canceling, right? And just, you know, would, would be pretty, pretty stellar. So just depends if your budget will accommodate, you know, a couple hundred bucks for something that you put in your ears and could easily lose.
0: Well, let me give you an idea about something that is similar, although I can guarantee not put the same quality, but does not cost a uh, hundred plus, or it, in the case of the pros, the 250, 300, right? And way more than this. So, um, I will tell you the ones I'm using right now. And I gotta say, in light of the price of them, they are pretty sweet. And these are from a company called Tautronics, and I'll put these links in, um, our show notes. Uh, the, the first pair I bought of these, Um, I purchased in uh, June, maybe July, when they first came out. And I got to say that uh, they are uh, pretty high quality. I believe I I purchased them for $25. The price after that went up substantially after they started selling. Um, And then... Uh, they uh, uh, released a second version. You can buy the original version for thirty right now, and the, the new edition to those is sixty. I have the original edition, but they're basically the same idea. They charge in a little case that plugs in via by, by a micro USB. You pull them out, they pair with one another. You put them in their ears, and they kind of look like black versions of the AirPods. They got a little uh, uh, hanger down or thingamajiggers, and they fit pretty well inside the ear. There's a lot of reviews that su- suggest that the pairing is finicky uh, between the two of them. And some of the earlier one, earlier version ones had quality assurance issues, which means that they weren't able to uh, uh, pass uh, uh, you know, a week or two of use before they died. Mine have been going straight now for six months. And I have to say, they are uh, absolutely a part of my travel bag. I would not travel on an airplane without them anymore, even though they have no noise canceling on them, which the Apple uh, uh, Pod Pro's do. The, uh, these do not have noise canceling on them, but they were good, more than good enough for the different situations. So if you're looking for an alternative, they're called Taotronics, uh, and are pretty solid, uh, in light of the price. So here's one that is a little
1: different, but it's still techie. I have enjoyed since the summer learning how to smoke various meats on a uh, rather inexpensive hundred dollar portable propane smoker and whatever kind of smoker or grill you have the key to successfully smoking meat as our puppy is running around and my wife might appear on the show, but she's grabbed the dog without coming behind me. So we will. Oh, look, we can see him. Hello, Moose. This oh, is Moose. Puppy, 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 puppy. Hey, Moose. All right. This is the highlight of the show.
0: You're going to get notice ratings how for he this bites. Show.
1: He bites. You have to have a bone. To substitute for your hand at any time, uh so meat thermometer is really great, so here is my recommendation. This is the thermopro uh wireless digital meat thermometer coming in at forty two dollars um you don't have to be smoking meat outside if you are cooking something in the oven um this is wireless, it has two different probes, so one is an ambient probe, which actually I didn't know. this little clip thing that comes with it is to clip to your grill <clears throat> um so that it you know can. Sit there and and not, you know, fall down or whatever. And then the other one you plunge into your meat and make sure that you're getting the right temperature, but you can set an alarm. Um, you know, in the case of brisket, which I'll include in the show notes, my video I made a few months ago of smoking, smoking brisket, uh, from Walmart, like a a nice $38, $40, $40 piece of meat that can feed a lot of people, you know, uh, like at about 160 or 165, that's when you reach the stall. And that's usually when people take out the brisket and they'll wrap it in foil or butcher paper. Then you put it back in until it gets to about 200 or 205. So key to smoking meat, controlling your temperature. And that is a fantastic thermometer. Of course, I learned about that from a YouTuber who had put the link in the show notes to their video. And uh, yeah, the recommendations just continue. But $42 is an investment well worth, you know, making if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be doing any kind of meat smoking at all, you want to be safe. And, and the key is what is the interior temperature of my meat? And if you can know that precisely, this has, by the way, two different things so that there's one that sits outside and then wirelessly, uh, and it's not, I actually, I think I said USB. It's, it's, it's like RF or something, but it is uh, wirelessly, you know, letting you know what your temperature is so you can <clears throat> be warm inside your house and know when it's time to go outside and make a change.
0: Have you experienced or
1: dabbled with smoking meat at all, Jason?
0: You know, honestly, I really want to get into it. It's one of those things, though, that like any other obsess- obsessive thing in my life, the, the previous one from, well, I, the previous one, one, eight or nine times I got obsessed over something to go. it was pizza, and then I end up, I, I think I'm a pretty solid pizza uh, a chef now, home chef now that can make a great New York-style pizza in my oven. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's something I really want to get into, and I, I love barbecue, so... Okay. Next thing I'd like to, 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 to uh, uh, talk about is something that I think is a great stocking stuffer. You can buy one for a relatively low price, but it comes with the same warning that you don't want to buy a cheap one of these, and that is a portable battery pack, sometimes called a power pack, and I've actually got three recommendations for our, our listeners today. Uh, the first one is, and I'll show you kind of my ridiculous big one. This is the Rav Power USB-C power bank, and I bought this one about a year ago. Uh, the, the newer one, uh, it has... Uh, 25% more power in its battery, but the idea behind this particular product is that um, uh, the power bank is huge to start with, so it's kind of a brick, but it essentially offers the opportunity to charge a USB-C laptop at the same time you charge your cell phone, and it would really be able to charge both of those devices from dead to full twice before it runs out of space. And I love the fact now, and you have to buy special ones, they're called PD or Power Delivery USB-C devices, but uh, the fact that these are able to charge uh, uh, Chromebooks that are USB-C, the new Microsoft Surface, the MacBooks uh, that are now USB-C, uh, or your phone they are USB-C, Plus your phone uh by a traditional USB at the same time is pretty powerful. And this is one of my conference uh, uh favorites. It's a great it's a great thing to stick in the bag. Uh the battery does take some time to charge. So when you go home at night between days of the conference, be sure you plug in your USB, uh that right away into your USB to get as much power back into it. But the wrap power is a great, great alternative. I want to make two other uh, interesting uh, uh, recommendations as well. And I, I, I was running around the house the best I could on one foot tonight trying to gather these up. I didn't get these other two to show off. But uh, Anchor, which is a great brand that is sells uh, at eBay, I'm sorry, on uh, Amazon, eBay, and other locations. I believe Best Buy carries some Anchor stuff now. Anchor has a great battery that is a tiny battery. Um, comparison to the, this big brick, it's got 10,000 uh, milliamp hours, where this one has 21,000 milliamp hours, about half the amount of space, but it's a tiny little battery. It, it, it's really the size of, let's say, uh, four 9-volt uh, batteries or maybe a stack of, of, of five or ten uh, uh, AAA batteries, but it powers via USB-C, uh, it has USB-C out plus regular, uh, out for more traditional USB charged devices, but it could charge your phone anywhere from, from, uh, four or two to four times, or it also works with that power delivery so I can use it, albeit with a slow charge with my laptop. And then one other interesting product that, especially if you're someone that likes multitaskers in your bag, um, Anchor also, uh, uh, does a really interesting, uh, battery, um, uh, a battery uh, charger combo. So it's actually a battery that you can charge your phone on, but it also plugs in directly into the wall. It's about the size of a, of a larger power brick for a phone, but it's got that built into it. So you can charge your phone while you're charging your battery and then use that item as a battery. And I'll make sure, I don't think I have the right link in there, but I'll put the link up for that in our show notes. But good quality, well-rated battery packs, excellent stocking stuffers, or if you just don't know what to get your tech-savvy friend, that's an option there as well. Awesome.
1: <clears throat> well, I'll keep up with some Apple recommendations. You know, Jason and I balance each other a little bit with the advocacy for Android versus the iOS world. Uh, styluses. Um. I'm going to recommend uh, my favorite stylus, and it's an affordable stylus that we're using with students in the classroom as well as, you know, teachers. Um, I love my Apple Pencil. One of the disadvantages, you've got to make sure you're keeping it charged. So if you're using a capacitive touch stylus, and I don't think... Actually, I have this one next to me, in my bag of tricks. But uh, you don't have to charge it. So we, one of our, it's actually our seventh grade math teacher, <clears throat> who about a year ago switched over from his smartboard to using an iPad and explain everything and you know doing everything via Apple TV and mirroring. He actually prefers this stylus to uh, a generation one Apple pencil because there's no recharging. You don't have to worry about it running out of running out of juice. And so uh, this is the. I just... Missed the link here. Uh, Miko Universal Stylus coming in at $14 from Amazon. Um, we've purchased, in some cases, some kits of that. My wife is saying, I use that one. Um, and what's nice about it is this is a fine point tip. So if you've seen some of the earlier styluses and whatever, I mean, sometimes it feels like you're using a crayon and it's just really not <clears throat> precise at all. If you have the opportunity to use either a Generation 1 or a Generation 2 Apple Pencil, it's phenomenal. It's like having a hairy Potter wand, you just feel you know so so magical and powerful with it. As far as how you can lay your hand on the iPad when you're drawing, and it doesn't pick up any of your your it doesn't think your hand is a stylus, it just responds to the tip. If you're using one of these other styluses, you gotta be a little more careful because it's it's not that smart, but this is great. Um, I'm going to be helping. One, uh, actually our, our assistant, uh, head of academics who teaches a wonderful English class and uses Lord of the Rings and he wants to do sketch noting with students right after the holidays. And so I'm working with our, <clears throat> our high school librarian and we're, we're setting them up with iPads and, and these are the styluses they're using. So $14. Again, that I would qualify as, is in a, you know, stocking stuffer, uh, type. Range. And so Beggy's asking, you can use that in place of an Apple Pencil. Um, yes, that is correct. Because, you know, if, if you're using an iPad Pro, any of the iPad Pros or the newer iPads, which, uh, are now certified for use with, with the Apple Pencil, Apple Pencil, uh, uses Bluetooth and, you know, it's a better technology as far as You can rest your hand directly on the iPad when you draw, but the older styluses all work and those are capacitive, right? You've got, we've got this magic in our finger when we touch the screen and so these styluses somehow have the same kind of capacitive ability to touch on the screen, and you can use either one of those. So like I said, our 7th grade math teacher, he prefers using this kind of precise pen, and what's neat about this one is it has a, a plastic sort of disc that's on the bottom, and it's just really precise, so you can have very fine point drawing, and I think that is pretty awesome. So, yes, iPad 6 and newer works with Apple Pencil, and I've actually seen now the new seventh generation iPad, which, of course, takes a freaking different case, and that's sort of maddening. But it has a dot connector, and, I mean, the nicest, more more high-level one I've seen is this Logitech crayon, which is a precise stylus, but that requires the newer one. So the one I'm recommending here for $14, work with any iPad. Any generation you have, this is a stylus you can, you can use.
0: Great. Excellent. Thanks, Wes. Um, here's another, uh, kind of cheapy recommendation. This is, uh, for a, for a Bluetooth speaker. Again, Bluetooth speakers are one of those things. They're starting to become, um, you know, impulse buys at the checkout counter. Uh, there's a lot of, of, of good, ch- or uh, good's probably not the right word, cheapy Bluetooth speakers that are good enough for a lot of applications. But based on, again, that Anchor brand name again, Anchor makes a really excellent Bluetooth speaker, small portable Bluetooth speaker that, uh, they have some larger sized ones, this one happens to be uh, just twenty three dollars on on Amazon right now, but I actually have this one when uh, my uh, uh, original um, uh, Bluetooth speaker broke, and it was one of the really early ones that was super spendy. And uh, original Bluetooth speakers seven, eight, nine years ago were really expensive and were, were really high-priced items to start off with. Well, that's no longer the case. An Anchor's um, uh, Soundcore Bluetooth speaker with loud stereo range, a 24-hour play time, and 66-foot Bluetooth range uh, is just $23 on Amazon right now. It's great. It has a great battery on it. It uh, does offer often travels in my travel bag. If I want to watch a television or movie in a hotel room, setting that up with a tablet or a phone gives it a little more oomph than uh, just your tablets or your phone speaker, and it's a great value at $23 and a wonderful stocking stuffer.
1: Awesome. I want to do uh, some suggestions now that touch on security. And so this recommendation is going to be for an annual subscription to 1Password. So for $60, you can get a family subscription that will cover you for up to five people in your family. Uh, at school, we recommend... We, we don't we don't manage this and we don't mandate this, but we recommend people use a password manager. And if they don't already have one, LastPass is the one we recommend because it's free for individuals. Enterprise can pay, <clears throat> and so you can you can pay as an individual there too. Uh, but I really like one password. All of the password managers are are going to use multiple layers of security to be able to make sure it's not just your one. You're, it is called One Password, but you need more than one password to get in. You need this long security key, and you have something called an emergency kit 1Pass- that it will help you to print. And then you, you know you you have the that, an ability to recover it. And you're going to add a new device. You can use QR codes and stuff like that. All I you know at least LastPass and One Password um have that same feature we talked about in the show the last two episodes of doing a security password checkup. Um one password I think calls it Watchtower. What it's going to do is it's going to check every single password that you've saved, find and and let you know has that been breached? Is that out on the dark web for the bad guys to you know be able to, to use if they know your email? Um, also is it weak? I also have that. you repeated it? Um, and those are features that you're going to find in, in all password managers. But I really, really do like 1Password. Again, I think like Jason said at the beginning of the show, with some of these kind of purchases, you really might check with, um, you know, whoever in the family that you're thinking about giving it to. I mean, make sure they already have a password manager. And you might kind of feel that out as far as like, is this something that they're open to? But the holidays are great times to do lots of things like, oral history interviews with your family. In fact, maybe I'll drop in a couple recommendations there too uh, of some free apps that that on the iPhone are just great if you're going to do interviews. But I totally think we need to be talking about security with our families. There are more hacks going on now than ever before. You know, there's not... This place that everybody just goes at work or school to, you know, to get up to speed on security. And if you don't happen to be in an organization where people are regularly talking about security, encouraging the use of a password manager, reminding people they need to use long, unique passwords on every single website and then turning on two factor or multi factor authentication. You're hearing it here, you know, and it it may sound like a broken record, but who's going to be the person who's going to talk to your parents, to, to, you know, your aunts and uncles, your kids, your grandkids. These are things that we're, we're living in a digital world. People need to be moving towards. And so if that is appropriate, Maybe that's a gift that you could think about giving someone, uh, and uh, you know some things are worth paying for, right? Jason and I are both huge Google fans. We love G Suite. The fact that schools have that for free, um, you know, but there are some things that that we pay for as as a school, and, and I'm sure the Digital Academy does as well. Yep. And that's part of what we have to kind of discern in in the landscape. What is you know, free and trustworthy, and then what is worth paying for. And I definitely think that a family password manager fits into that category.
0: Excellent. Uh, let's see here. A couple other recommendations, uh, kind of on the lighter side of things. Um, in addition to, well, let me give you some maybe non-techy ones. A couple of recommendations on non-techy things that you can offer this year. One of them is kind of half-techy. That's the so-called Rocket Book Notebook. Um, I will be clear, I don't use one of these because I love paper notebooks and, in fact, collect a lot of paper notebooks and really have enough notebooks to last me, I'm guessing, this lifetime plus a couple extra ones when I'm done. So good luck to my nieces, nieces Madison and Caitlin when they're Clean out my notebook stash after I pass on. But the other thing I would say is that the Rocket Book got a really intriguing premise, and the people that I know that, 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 uh, that use them absolutely love them. But the idea behind the Rocket Book is that you write on it with kind of what's called a friction pen. The friction pen itself, it's not like a standard pen, and it works fairly well. That's one of the reasons why I'm also kind of a pen snob. So I use usually uh, fairly high quality pens when I write. But the cool thing about it is you can scan it using an app that, that's a pretty functional app uh, that, that scans it uh, pretty well, but then also when you're done, you can go and microwave it and it effectively erases it so you can start over again. So it's the notebook that lasts forever. And again, my friends that have them and, and like them, don't just like them, they really love them. And so it's an interesting techie gift. But let me give uh, the flip side of that. I am um, a paper guy. I always have been, I always will be. It's not that I overuse paper, and in fact, I'm totally glad that I've been able to, in part because of, of, of how great G Suite is, digitize almost everything. I don't keep a lot of archive files. I scan and throw away quite a bit of things and prefer digital when I can use it but I am a sucker for a great notebook and so my recommended notebook these are really frankly high-end because they are pretty expensive these are field notes uh, which is, a, a, a notebook created. These are three and a half by five and a half inch notebooks. It's a notebook created by a great company in Chicago, uh, that also has an office in Portland. Um, it's the Field Notes brand company. Uh, and they make these old fashioned notebooks that kind of mimic what's, what's referred to as uh, seed notebooks, advertising notebooks from the 1940s through, well, there's still seed notebooks today they are small notebooks that fit into a pocket. Again, three and a half by five and a half. They're ruled. Um, they cost, you know, about $3.33 a piece, and there's only uh, effectively 24 pages in each one of these notebooks. Uh, but they have great collector's editions. This is the Yellowstone National Park Field uh, Notes Notebook, which I really enjoy. My wife, every year for my birthday, buys me a subscription to them, a subscription service where they send you uh, a, a unique one every quarter uh, that is – that's what this Yellowstone one was. But if you like the 3 by 5 notebook concept, I can tell you there's gazillions of cheap ones out there, too. This is a mass-produced one that I, I bought, 10 of them, for 10 uh, uh on Amazon, and it works just fine, too. So sometimes nerds are nerds that aren't tech nerds. And so if you happen to have a paper nerd in your life, like myself, Field Notes brand notebooks. There you go. So here's one that will get some
1: conversations going around the stockings on Christmas Day. A USB condom. You have heard us talk about these before on the show. Um, it's actually called several different things. A data blocker. This is the $12.50 PortaPAL, third generation USB data blocker. And this is for a two-pack. So, you know, for about six dollars and twenty-five cents, you can give two special folks in your in your family, uh just drop this in their stocking, the ability to block um what is called juice hacking. And what does that mean? Well, if somebody's traveling in an airport, if you're in a mall, there's you're seeing more and more these places where you can plug in your smartphone in order to get a charge. Now, thankfully with the newer smartphones, you know, the, the, the batteries are lasting longer and longer, but the reality is, and this is not, this fringes on a tin hat thing, right? If somebody's going to be using this, but, but this is a real deal that in some places you plug your smartphone in to charge and, Oh, guess what? You know, you've just installed some malware on your device and you've essentially, you know, Uh, hacked yourself Um, and so what this is is doing is basically literally having a shield and so there's only power there's not going to be any data that is going to be able to come to you and you know what's the likelihood of of this I've never personally encountered someone who has been hacked in this way but I will tell you that this week um, we had a parent contact us who whose child had received an email about their account being hacked and I think this is just a typical phishing thing but you know, hacks are real. And and it was talking about their phone being breached. And so we're having this conversation like, okay, if you want to be safe, here's how you can, you know, back up your data to the cloud and then erase your device. And so anyway, it could be a conversation starter about security. as As I said, I think passwords are good to talk about. So, you know, if you end up giving the loved ones in your family a USB condom and putting it in their stocking, reach out to us on Twitter and let us know. I think I actually might, get some of those and put those in some stocking. So it's sure to get a conversation going.
0: If nothing else. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <We're>, we <laughs> we started a couple minutes late tonight. Um, uh, actually, I think we started right on time, but we're starting to get to the top of the hour, which is interesting because it feels like we've been talking for about three minutes. So let me give a couple other quick uh, recommendations here. Um, if you have someone that you know that um, uh, really likes digital books and they uh, uh, are on the Kindle platform, um, and they don 't already own this, and that 's this is one of the things about some of these uh, 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 higher end gifts is a lot of times people just buy this stuff for themselves, but i got to say um, I have a, a a version of this one uh, it 's an earlier version of this, but it 's the Kindle oasis it is their two hundred and fifty dollar smart reader. remember regular Kindles uh, can be as low as as, as fifty bucks and If you go refurbish, you can get a Kindle that 's just two or three years old that works perfectly well for twenty or twenty five bucks on amazon but This is obviously much more expensive, but if you do read a lot of digital books, a more expensive Kindle is worth it. This has a beautiful screen, an adjustable warm light in the background. It also has a very high resolution screen and a, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful contrast between the background and the text, which is not always the case on so-called e-ink displays. And so, if you know someone that has uh, a super into digital books or has a great Amazon library, and maybe they're using a cheaper Kindle now, um, and you want to buy something something special, twenty fifty dollars gets you the great uh, Kindle uh, Oasis, which is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful device.
1: And two comments about that. I think there's a lot of value in having a device that doesn't do everything in terms of like the distractions, like, Hey, you yep. know, Twitter and everything else. Uh, and then also shout out Peggy George had asked about that USB, uh, blocker. Will that work in an aircraft? Yes. Any USB a, which is your standard, like what we're used to with USB, <clears throat> any USB a charger that's going to work to block the hack. So on the topic of USB, um, Hey, everybody can use a new flash drive. This is the PNY Elite X Fit 64 gig. This is a small, tiny guy. I don't have one here, but we've been using this at school actually on, on older computers because, you know, booting from a flash media drive is way faster than your old spinning drive. So this could actually be something to think about for school. So 64 gigs coming in at only, get it? Wait for it. $11. Okay, you can step up to 128 gigs for $19, go all the way to 256 for only $38. Folks, we were spending hundreds of dollars, you know, not too long ago to get this amount of storage. And this is just kind of crazy. So this is very small USB storage, um, you know, take stuff, exchange stuff, um, you know, use it to boot up your older systems, right? We're, we're running in my computer lab at school oh, maybe, maybe six or seven-year-old IMAX, and <clears throat> having a, a USB uh, bootable drive that'll work with USB 3, which is particularly fast, makes those last a lot longer. So we're getting more return on our investment.
0: Excellent. Let me give just one more, and then we can uh, do anything else you might have on your list. Uh, I will say... Reviews are back. The so-called Pixelbook Go, which is uh, uh, Google's uh, high-end Pixelbook for this year, the 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 platform is super excellent uh obviously a little different than their previous effort with um the the Pixel Pixelbook slate which was a tablet and then the original Pixelbook the year before which is a convertible but uh right now those particular platforms are are much cheaper than they their retail price i believe it starts at like 600 dollars it's the Pixelbook Go it's a beautiful black laptop with a 13 inch screen and then also kind of a, a weird cur- or, uh, ridged bottom, which I'm kind of interested in. But you can get the 8-gigabyte model with an M3 chip in it and 64 gigs of storage, which for a Chromebook is pretty great. Right now, that's going for just $649. And so if you know someone uh, in your life that's a Chromebook user, maybe they're using an older Chromebook or one of the cheaper ones, it is an investment, but an excellent, excellent uh, uh, hardware platform according to every review I've read.
1: This is a repeat from last week's Geek of the Week, but we really need to consider whether or not we should be using a hardware key to do two-factor, multi-factor authentication. And so as an iOS user, the one I have my eye on is uh, basically compatible with both the Lightning format in in my iPhone as well as iPad, and then it has USB-C. So... This comes in at seventy dollars, but this is the YubiKey Five CI. It's a dual connector. It's got connectors on either side. You can get two packs, and so that is, you know, definitely something to think about. Maybe for yourself. Uh, I don't know if, 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 if that's a lot to spend if somebody's not willing to make the move. But what 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 that entails is turning off two factor that text messages you, uh, and really any other form of two factor except for this key. And so, of course, that means, you know, having access to that key and not losing it. That's that's a big deal. But I think that's something to think about. And so on the note of last-minute deals, uh, the last thing I will say, and I'll put these in the show notes, I've got about five different links from ours, Technica. These date back to November 13th. But this is, you know, favorite tech gifts for under $50, best um, IoT home uh, deals from December 6th, uh 10 tech gifts for the home office. Uh, nine gifts for the tech enthusiast, and then most recently, uh, this is from the December seventeenth. Last minute gift deals on ThinkPads, Echo devices, and more tech. And as an example, one of those things that is listed is the Samsung T5. This is a five hundred gig portable solid state drive. Normally, ninety bucks is eighty bucks, so that's still you know a cost. But I mean. 500 gigs, and it's 80 bucks, and it's just, you know, tiny, small. Those were the drives that we actually used on the um, iMacs initially. And, you know, now these really, really small drives that are like, you know, an inch long or, or less, maybe, you know, three quarters of an inch. It's crazy. You know, those, those can have the whole operating system and everything. And you can use those to boot up. So other recommendation sites and, you know, those kind of deal sites. I really do like Ars Technica. Shout out to my, my cousin, Devin Henley, who at one point put me onto that. I hadn't really ever heard of that as a source. And it's honestly one of the, you know, tech sites that I'll check several several times a week. I know we kind of have our, our favorite, you know, go-to sites that we like, and uh, Ars Technica always mixes it up good, and they've got good holiday shopping tech guides. So anything else, Dr. Neifer? We need to encourage the tech money-spending audience to look at this season.
0: Uh well I guess I would say one other thing too that uh and risk of sounding uh, cheesy, maybe I'm I'm getting reflective at the year end, but you know gifts don't have to always have to be traditional gifts. An hour of conversation and a cup of coffee, pretty great gift, right? And, um, you know, I, I think we we have a, obviously a, a very heavily consumer culture, and I love giving gifts and, and, and receiving gifts really any time of year. But remember, the gift of your time, the gift of your attention, can really be an extraordinarily powerful thing, whether it comes with a Pixelbook Go or not. So, you know, keep that in mind as you're coming up with gifts. And then – I would also recommend, you know, try out local craft fairs, too, at this time of year um, and, and find handmade things that are made in your community. Or if you lack something in your community that, that speaks to you, go to Etsy and find a, a you know, a handcraft maker of things that, that, that is not techie at all, really, or maybe complements your tech with something that's handmade. That's also something very worthy and gift-wise, too.
1: On that note, uh, my two favorite apps for doing audio interviews. It's a great time of year to ask anyone, regardless of age, if we can you know, interview them to uh, have them reflect on their life or, or tell about things. Ferrite Studio, F-E-R-R-I-T-E, is a free app for iOS that I love. The free version lets you record up to 60 minutes. If you want to go longer than that, you have to do the in-app purchase. My other favorite is Voice Record Pro, and don't let the pro in the title scare you because it is a completely free app. What's amazing about it is you can record audio as much as you want, as much as your phone will hold uh, and has kind of an old school like vibe with the uh, recording. You get the, I'll, I'll push record and you'll see it. It gives uh, the old school recording levels. If we can actually see that on the screen, <clears throat> but you can export this as a video. And so that audio file um, which you can choose to put um a picture with, can be saved your camera roll can be shared on YouTube, you know YouTube has a lot of trash on it, it also has some wonderful, awesome, incredible content uh, having had you know my friend Bob Sprankle pass away a few years ago, this idea of digital legacy, like if people aren 't paying for sites, like does their content go away, et cetera um, you know there 's a lot of issues here privacy make sure people aren 't you know giving away their social security number and their cell phone and, you know, you may or may not be be comfortable with it. And you want to ask people, right? You want to get permission before you share something publicly on the web but I, I think we can all remember and think of people we wish we had audio interviews with. Don't you wish grandma so-and-so or great-grandfather so-and-so had told a little bit about, you know, life growing up or what, where, what, what it was like when they were in elementary school or it doesn't have to be super complicated stuff. Simple question. So yeah, I echo what you're saying about spending the time. And, uh, one of the things we probably don't do enough of is sit around and tell stories and listen to each other. And it just so happens that in our pockets or our purses, we have these little devices. So pro tip, put the the smartphone into airplane mode so you're not interrupted with a call or a text message or whatever when you're doing that interview. You don't need to be connected to the Internet to do that. Um, if you want to be fancy, you can use the Anchor app, but those, and that's cross-platform with Android as well. But those other apps I mentioned are great, too. So, again, let us know. Uh, and Peggy's asking about the show notes. I'll drop that in. I didn't have the links to those apps. I'll put those in the show notes um, right after we conclude the show. So, Dr. Neifer, where are, where are you when you're not here on Wednesday night?
0: Uh, I'm I'm on Twitter at TechSavvyTeach. I blog for the Northwest Council for Computer Education where I did release a blog post today on tech savvy stocking stuffers. Many of the ideas I shared tonight were also shared there as well. blog.ncc.org. And a reminder that the NCC conference, which is in March 3rd through 5th in fabulous Seattle, Washington, um and registrations open now we've got some really great stuff this year including a wonderful um, uh, digital citizenship summit on the Wednesday of that conference uh that it will feature, feature common sense media which is a wonderful partner of NCCE but uh that to me what about you sir well on that note, I,
1: we did get ISTI announcements. Did you apply for ISTI? I did,
0: and I got turned down.
1: Uh, well, I did four, and I got one in. So I got a media and, and digital literacy from middle school. Awesome. But, um, yes, I am uh, W. Fryer on the Twitter, speedofcreativity.org. You can check out my classroom digital and media literacy curriculum at mdtech.cassidy.org. But, of course, we'll have all of those links
0: in the show notes. That's the easiest place to get a hold of those. And this thing here is the EdTech Situation Room podcast. And Wes, I'm willing to talk about it. I think we're taking next week off because of the holidays. We'll find something to do the week after, whether it's on New Year's Day or maybe the day before or day after. But the EdTech Situation Room is a once-a-week podcast. We broadcast live at 8 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Central, uh, 3 or 4 a.m. UTC uh, every week on Wednesday nights. Once in a while we need to move things around a little bit, but if you can't listen live, although we would you will, you can come join the chat room and chat with Peggy George, our moderator of chat. Um, but uh, if you can't, you can always go to where find our Podcasts are aggregated, including the Stitcher app or um, uh, Pocket Cast app. You can go to our website, edtechsr.com and download little tiny copies, or you can find us on YouTube. Until next time, we bid you a happy holidays and Merry Christmas, and stay safe, stay savvy.